Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 182nd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we have a doozy. This one is from the $10,000 buy-in, six-handed World Series of Poker event. We've been going over hands for the last five or six weeks now. And remember, a starting stack in this tournament is, I believe, 30,000 chips. So, spoiler alert, we're about to play for a lot of money. Um, okay, we're playing 1,200, 2,400 with a 400 ante. A tight aggressive player raises from the cutoff seat, sorry, the hijack seat, to 5,400 out of a 70,000 stack. And then an unknown player to me calls in the cutoff. Folds around to me in the, in the big blind with ace two of hearts. I'm going to call here. I could also see three betting to like 18,000 to being pretty sweet and then folding if either player, well, if the tight aggressive player shoves the initial raiser. And if the other guy re-raises, obviously we fold. But I think that would be okay. I also think calling is perfectly fine. If the player in the cutoff is actually a complete unknown player to me, which usually isn't the case in a $10,000 tournament, but sometimes it is, I'm going to be more inclined to just call and see a flop because my hand flops great. You know, ace two suited is pretty, pretty nice. So I'm going to call here the vast majority of the time. Flop comes queen, jack, 10, two hearts. Queen of diamonds on the board. All right, we have an overcard. And we have a gut shot straight draw to the nuts. And we have the nut flush draw. So we basically have everything. When you have everything, you always want to ask, if I raise, can I get my opponents to fold many worse made hands? And then you also want to ask, if I raise, will my opponent still give me action with worse draws? And are there actually any worse draws? So here, this hand is actually deceptively weak. So why do I say that? It's because... Um, on the board are Queen of Diamonds, Jack of Hearts, Ten of Hearts. What Queens, I'm sorry, what other, what worse flush draws should my opponents have? Well, they can't have the Ace of Hearts, right? So they can only have the King, the Queen, or the Nine, or the Eight High Flush Draw. But if you think about a preflop raising from low uh, hijack seat and cutoff calling range, that should only really be King, Queen, can't have King, Jack, can't have King, Ten, King, Nine, which is a straight, and then Nine, Eight, which is also a straight. And then maybe 8-7 and maybe 7-6, maybe. But those hands I just laid out, I lose to all those, right? So I actually lose to the majority of flush draws that I should be against. Unless my opponents are lunatics, but these aren't lunatic players. These are good players. So I actually have to be somewhat cautious getting it in here, especially if I'm going to be getting it all in heads up. Because if I get it all in heads up against, let's say, pocket jacks, I'm getting it in way behind. If I get it in against queen jack, I'm getting it in way behind. If I'm getting it in against king queen of hearts, I'm getting it in way behind. So this is actually not a great spot. If I also raise, will my opponents fold a hand like ace-queen? Well, maybe they will. Will they fold king-queen? Uh, I don't know. Will they fold ace-jack? Well, yeah, but a lot of people just don't even bet that on the flop. Will they fold two pair of sets? Obviously never. Will they fold straights? Obviously never. So I don't really think I want to play for a lot of money here. So I check. I'm going to be checking into the preflop raiser on this very coordinated high board every time. Initial raiser checks as well. And now the cutoff bets 9600 into 21000 so once the first player checks i'm feeling way better about my hand because that's the player who's most likely to have ace king or a set right because he was the preflop raiser the caller's more likely to have the two pairs but eh that's okay um i'm still probably just going to call here for 9600 but i could see raising being acceptable because quite often when they check to the player in the cutoff the preflop caller, he's going to be more inclined to bet with a lot of his marginal made hands just to pick up the pot and to clean up his equity. Like, imagine he has um, 
imagine he, he has a hand like ace jack and i'm sitting here with a hand like king eight of clubs he doesn't really care if i fold um also he can still get called by some worse stuff like say i have jack nine i'm certainly going to call so he can get called by more marginal hands so when he bets i don't think his range has to be strong but i still like calling i am playing 140,000 or so deep against this player so we're not trying to get it all in by any means and if i make it 30,000 over his 9,600 bet and he jams on me that's just such a bad spot so i'm going to call i think calling is by far the right play and that is what i do correctly recognizing this is not the nuts my hand is not the nuts don't forget my hand is not the nuts. All right, now I call tight aggressive guy now makes it 29,000. Oh boy. So his range now to me looks like sets, straights, and good flush draws, which I already outlined, most of which beat me. Actually, all of them beat me now because he's not going to have eight, seven of clubs when, I'm sorry, eight, seven of hearts when he makes it 30,000 out of his 70,000 stack or 65,000 stack. I mean, this guy clearly has the nuts in his mind. <laughs> so he has the nuts. Okay. Now, cutoff decides to call. I guess I should make it clear. When I say the tight aggressive guy has the nuts, I don't mean literally ace-king. I just mean a very, very, very premium hand. He knows he's never folding, and he doesn't care if he gets additional action. So that can be sets. It can be king-queen of hearts. It can be king-nine of hearts. Like, a really, really good hand. All right. When uh, the cutoff calls now, what does his range look like? It's kind of interesting because my range looks the weakest of the players by far. So when he calls... I would think that he doesn't really mind if I stick around because no, notice now I'm going to have to put in 20,000 to win a pot that's going to be 110,000. So I really don't have to have very much equity at all. So cutoff probably has a pretty good hand. Um, it's kind of odd though, because if he had a set, I'm not even sure if he wants me to stick around. Although maybe he does if he has a set. If he has a flush draw, he would certainly want me to fold. I don't know. It's kind of a weird spot. I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to accomplish. So if I shove with this hand, now, can we get the player in the cutoff to fold? That's really what I need to figure out because obviously a tight aggressive guy has the nuts, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to have a solid 35-ish percent equity against the guy, the initial raiser, right? So if I just had to get it all in immediately, it's okay because there's already a dead 30,000 chips in the pot, right? We're getting it in behind, but we're putting in 65,000 to win 65,000 from the initial raiser, and 30000 in the pot, so we're getting roughly the right price. So that's okay. So we just have to figure out, can we get the player in the cutoff to fold? And I don't know, but I'm probably going to try to do it. <laughs> this is a spot where I typically push pretty hard because very often the player in the cutoff either has a set, which he's not going to fold, but I actually have a pretty good amount of equity against, or he has some hand like ace-queen or ace-jack that does have a decent amount of equity against me but I'll be able to pick up that equity. So um, the other bad thing about calling is if I call 20,000 here and let's say the turn is a blank, if I check the turn and he jams on me now for 100-something thousand into the 110,000 pot, well, now I should probably fold, right? So shoving ensures I get to see two cards, which is very, very, very relevant because with only one card to come, I'm only, well, 15 or 20% to get there on the turn. Whereas with two cards to come, we're 35 or 40%. So I like shoving in this spot if I'm going to continue. I don't think I can fold, obviously. Um, I do shove, obviously, cutoff calls. I'm sorry, obviously, um, initial razor calls, but then the cutoff calls as well, and that's when I know I'm in very bad shape. Um, tight aggressive guy. The initial razor had king, queen of hearts. That makes a lot of sense. And also, the cutoff had a hand that he thought was pretty strong, kind of as I assessed here. He had ace-king offsuit. So I was against the flush draw on a pair, and I was against a straight. So... 
That's really where you don't want to be. Because notice if I get a king, I just chop it, and there's only three or two of those remaining in the deck, so that's not coming very often. And now my hearts are way less live. And an ace is obviously no good because king queen makes a straight there then. So I could only get a nine. Actually, nine of hearts is not even good. Wow, because my opponent has king queen of hearts on jack ten of hearts, right? So nine of hearts is no good. So I only need an, I only have an eight, seven, six, five, four, three, or two. So seven outs for a lot of equity. It's not where you want to be. What does that work out to? Maybe 20, 28% equity? Call it 30, 32% equity out the door. So we got it in a little bit bad here. That said, it's not the end of the world, but we did get in a little bit bad. And fortunately, the poker gods smiled on me this time. We ended up winning. They, we just outright win. They give us the eight of hearts on the turn. And well, only one player had one out. That's where you want them to be. You want you want to get it in on the turn here where one player has one out. <laughs> anyway, we got it all in. We got lucky. I think I played this hand fine, though. It may seem a little bit odd to say that I played it fine, given we got it all in a little bit bad. Um, and that's just because I don't think seat two has to have the nuts in this spot. If we think seat two, I'm sorry, I say seat two, for all those watching on jonathanlowpoker.com or on YouTube, if you're listening, the player in seat two is the cutoff. Um, the cutoff doesn't have to have the nuts. And if I can get the cutoff off of a decent hand with equity, like imagine you're sitting here with jack 10. If I can get in full jack 10, that's such a good success. Um, if, we, if we can get that to happen, then I, I think it's going to happen some portion of the time. So anyway, that's going to be it for this hand. We got lucky. And now we're sitting in this tournament with about $110,000 in equity. It's always exciting. But it's a poker tournament, so we will uh, probably continue going through the hands next week and see if we can make a deep run. This has been Jonathan Little for Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for watching.